Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Verse 36, and we will read down to 50. And I'm a slow reader, so it may take a while. (laughs) Praise God. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, the only characteristic that they mention really about the woman is that she was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, And began to wash his feet with tears. And did wipe them with the hairs of her head. And kissed his feet. And anointed them with the ointment. Now to most people that that sounds crazy. But she understood who he was. And when you understand who he is. And what he's done for you. You can't help it but to give him the praise that he deserves. Because nobody knows, like I know, what he's done for me. Has anybody got a testimony of healing in your life, of restoration, of forgiveness, a testimony of mercy? This place is filled with people this morning that have a testimony of mercy. Thank God for His mercy. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. But there was a different dynamic also at play in that place. When the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it. He spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. That's all he could see. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, that's, that's scary. 
the Lord's got something to say, and you say, say on. He's going to drop it on you. He's going to give you the mic drop. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon. He turned to the woman and he's still talking to Simon. Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning. A clear path to Jesus. A clear path to Jesus. Why don't, you, why don't you lay your Bibles down this morning and just lift your hands and ask him to speak to you this morning right where you're at, every individual. God, we all come here today with different needs, Lord. God, we've come from different situations, different backgrounds, God. Lord, Lord from different homes and different cities, God. But you know, Lord, the need of every person in this building today. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would operate in this place according to your divine will, Lord. By the power of your spirit, I pray. I pray that your anointing would flow unrestricted and unrestrained, without limitation, God. And there would, there would be an unction of the Holy Ghost, Lord, that would, uh, that would lead me straight to the heart, God, of these people today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you would have your will and way and let everything that's said and done be under the direction of the Holy Ghost and we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You can be seated. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Uh, I know several weeks ago I preached from this passage uh, of Scripture. Um, but yesterday and the day before, uh, the Lord really began to uh, deal with me. And I've learned uh, 
over the past couple of years um, with having to work a full-time job and uh, having a wife and five children and um, pastoring a church, um, the Lord has really dealt with me about uh, not pursuing uh, uninspired study. Amen. And, and so uh, when the Holy Ghost inspires me, I chase it. Amen. And how many know that uh, without the quickening of the Spirit of God, uh, this is a big book. There's a, there's a plethora of things that we could try to preach out of uh, today, but we, we, we depend on the quickening power of the Spirit of God to lead us in the direction that we should go. And so over the past couple of days, uh, I began to meditate upon uh, this passage of Scripture. Um, I, I just want to give you a little bit of uh, instruction this morning. Those of you that are new to walking with the Lord and uh, studying the Bible, um, it's not like a, a science book. It's a, uh, this is inspired by God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable. Amen. It's for, profitable for, for, for instruction, for reproof, right? For rebuke, for instruct, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It tells us how to live. Amen. But this Bible in and of itself being written by the Holy Ghost, it is the logos of God. It is the, it is the purpose and the plan of God in the earth. Amen. It is the totality of the plan of God. It was spoken in the Old Testament, and it was fulfilled in the New Testament. Somebody say amen. It was a, how many know the Old Testament is a schoolmaster to, to bring us to Christ, right, to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I have not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill, to fulfill it. Amen. To, to, to bring it to pass, to walk it out, what was spoken in the Old Testament. This is the logos of God. It is the, the Word of God. Somebody say, it's the Word of God. Amen. But this eternal logos plan and purpose of God, it is also a rhema word. Amen. There are throughout this scripture at times, the Holy Ghost will quicken certain passages of scriptures to our lives, to our specific situation. Out of the, the, the totality of the plan, there will be one passage of scripture that fits my world right now. That is the quick quickening of God's spirit, quickening the word of God to my specific life. I want to tell you that there's a God that loves us so much that he sees us where we're at in the moment that we're living in. And he wants to give us a word for our lives to help us get through what we're going through today. He wants to quicken his word, speak to your life so that he can get you on the right path. Does anybody believe that this morning? If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. There are times where God will speak to us. I, I, uh, many times throughout the past uh, five years, I've had people come to me and say, Pastor, uh, how did you know? 
Right. How, how did you know that 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 there was a uh, there was this was going on and the very conversation that we had in the car coming to church, you you began to talk about it and preach about it. And I would say, that's not me. Come on. That's an that's an ever present God who knows where we're at and knows what we need to hear. And he will take time out of his eternal plan to speak a word to your preacher to let you know individually he heard the conversation on the way to church and he loves you so much that he wants you to know the answer to the question that's powerful Amen. that is powerful that God would take time out of his, his business to speak to me come on how many know that he loves us? He loves us with an everlasting love. He loves every individual person. And I want to tell you that God is not condemning you this morning. You might have come through the doors of this building feeling condemned about the way that you've lived and the things that you've done, the decisions you've made. But Jesus said, I came not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. He's not come this morning to tell you all that you've done wrong but he's going to tell you how you can get it right. Amen. He loves us. How many times? I, uh, examples in times past where he's spoken in situations in our lives and, and revealed himself to know exactly what we're going through in the moment that we're in it. How powerful is that? In this situation that we read about this morning, there's a gathering that's taking place. And Simon the Pharisee has uh, invited Jesus to come and dine with him. He wants him to be in his house and to eat in his house. He wants to be around the Lord. Uh, he wants to to, to spend some time with the Lord. But I wonder today what it took to get an invitation to that party. What did it take to get an invitation to the, the Pharisee's house that day that Jesus uh, was supposed to be there? I wonder what they had to do to, to be in that room. Right? Is there, is there a certain criteria, that, uh, a certain place in society that they, they had to be in to get an invitation to Simon's house that day? Uh, was there, uh, was there a, a particular level of spirituality that they had to have to, to have an invitation that day to the house of Simon the Pharisee? Amen. Uh, I wonder this morning, have you ever been to a party that you felt like you were out of place. Have you ever been to, uh, to a place and, and you show up and you're underdressed? Hey man, you're wearing sweatpants and everybody else is wearing suit jackets. I didn't get the memo. Right? Show up at a place where... You are not welcome. 
Amen. You're, you, you show up to a place and you walk in and, and everybody starts whispering as you walk in the room. And, and you make your way a couple of steps before you realize, hold on a minute. Uh, this, I, I probably should not be here. Amen. I, I probably shouldn't. I, I'm just going to leave. Amen. I'm just going to go back home. I'm going to leave because I don't belong in this category. I don't belong. I don't belong in the room with these people. Amen. I don't belong in the room with, with this type of people from, from high society or what have you. Amen. Too many times when, we, when people come in the church, I feel like that they feel like they don't belong. Amen. I feel like that, that, that maybe they walk in and they think, I, 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 maybe I shouldn't be here. I, I've done too much or uh, I've done too little or I made decisions I should I'm too guilty to be standing in the place today amen I feel like too many times people come in the house of God and they got to jump over obstacles to get to Jesus come on they got to jump over they got to jump over self-righteousness to get to Jesus they gotta they gotta jump over too many laws and rules to get to Jesus they gotta they gotta jump over dress codes and they gotta jump over all these things to get to Jesus but understand today that you didn't earn the right to be in the room this morning you can't live good enough to be in the room with Jesus but he said whosoever will let him come whosoever will let him take of the water of the life freely whosoever has a desire to be in my presence you are welcome here amen she walked in the moment she walked in the room amen Simon saw her He's the, he's the host of the party. And he says, what is she doing here? Isn't that what he said? What's she doing here? Uh, man, look what she's wearing. What's she doing here? I don't. Everybody knew who she was. Amen. There, there, there's debate about who this woman was, but it doesn't give specifics about who she was. Amen. It could have been, uh, it could have been the Mary of Bethany. It could have been Mary Magdalene. I, I believe it was probably Mary Magdalene because in the next chapter, it mentions her name as being delivered from seven devils. In the very first verses of chapter 8 it talks about her being delivered from seven devils I believe that she came to that place that day to get what she needed from the Lord because she understood who he was come on somebody she walked in the building because she knew for one reason she knew Jesus was there Amen. She didn't go there to, as a social call. She didn't go there just to be around the people. She went there because Jesus was there. She had one thing on her mind. I have to get to Jesus. Amen. But the moment she walks in, everybody's looking at her. Come on. Everybody's judging her. Amen. There's so many things that she has to jump over to try to get where she needs to go. How many know her past followed her into that room? Amen. She walked into the room. They all knew who she was and what she had done. Right? She was a, the only characteristic it gives us is that she was a sinner. Amen. This is my friend, Dale. 
He's a sinner. This is Charlie. He's a sinner. Right? When you're describing somebody, how, how do you describe them? Well, they got blue eyes, blonde hair. No, uh, she, she was a sinner. It was obvious that she was a sinner. Everybody knew her past. Everybody knew her background. She was a, she was a harlot, they say. Uh, some of them had probably even been with her. Think about the, the dynamics in that place that morning. Come on, think about the conflict and the, the, the things going on in the human mind. Amen. She walks in and now she has to jump over her past because she walked in and the moment she walked through the door, it's being thrown in her face. No, they didn't say anything directly to her, but you think she couldn't feel. Amen. You know, people can feel your thoughts. They can feel our thoughts. They can, they can feel. We look at them and, 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 and with eyes of judgment, we begin to judge people because of uh, something maybe they've done in their past and holding it against them and, and think, man, what are they doing here? They don't deserve to be here. Amen. People can feel that. They can feel. Have you ever walked in a room and you just felt tension? You walk in and you can feel the conflict. And you're like, is that a place you desire to be? No. No, I, I don't want to be in a place where there's a lot of conflict or where there's a lot of judgment going on, where there's a, there, there's a lot of finger pointing. Come on. Finger pointing at, at one another and thinking about one another and talking about each other. Amen. See, he began to reason in his heart. What is she doing here? She don't, she, she don't belong here. She, she's, she's touching the Lord now. She begins to minister to, to the Lord and, and now he's, he's judging God by allowing her to worship him. Man, how, how high and mighty do you got to feel about yourself? Think about it. How high and mighty do you got to feel to feel like you have a right to judge somebody else that just wants to worship the Lord? Amen. And he said, if he knew, if he knew who she was, he wouldn't allow her to touch him. But Jesus wasn't any ordinary man. He already knew her. Amen. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Come on. Before you were even conceived in your mother's womb, I knew you. Come on. Before you even came forth with blue eyes and blonde hair and red hair and dark skin. Before you became what we see, he knew you. And to think Simon's looking at her and thinks he knows her better than the Lord does. I want to tell you today, he's telling you, you don't know her the way that I know her. We got to get that spirit out of the church. It's got to be kicked out this morning to realize you don't know anybody the way the Lord knows them. Come on. They deserve to be in the house of God just like you do. Mm. 
Amen. He knew her. And because he knew her, he allowed her. <laughs> and if the Lord allows it, come on, somebody. If the Lord allows them, if the Lord allows them to be broken, if the Lord allows them to be forgiven, if the Lord allows them in the room, who am I to tell them to leave? Who am I to think I'm above God? I'm going to tell you right now, this city is filled with broken people, with sinful people, with people that are addicted, with people that are need delivered. And I'm going to tell you, they need a church that's willing to accept them and remove the obstacles and say there's a clear path to Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. There's a clear path to the cross. Because I understand where he brought me from. Come on. I understand who I have been. I understand what I have done. And I'm guilty of sin just like the next guy. And I am in need of salvation. And I am in need of healing. And I am in need of restoration. And where there's restoration, there's an open door for mercy. And I'm going to tell you, if you need mercy this morning, it's here. It's here. Jesus is in the room. I feel like preaching. He says, Simon, I got something to say to you. I'm going to talk to Simon for a minute. Can I talk to Simon for a minute? The spirit of Simon needs to be gone. Come on, somebody. It needs to be eradicated from the church. Amen. I got something to say to you, Simon. You see this woman? He knew the thoughts of his heart. When I came in, you gave me no water for my feet. That was customary in that day. If you had a guest come in your home, you had a pot of water there. And typically, if they were a guest in your home, you would get down and help them cleanse their feet. You would, because they wore sandals and a lot of times bare feet. They walked in, in dirt streets where there was animals. And where there's animals? He said, where there's, where there's no oxen, the crib is clean. Right? But where there's oxen, <laughs> come on somebody, fill in the blanks. Amen. There, there's a lot of stuff in the street that we're walking through trying to get where we need to go. It was common courtesy to help the person cleanse their feet when they come in your home. Amen. Um, to, be, to be a good host and also to show uh, a friendly spirit and to cleanse their feet from things that they could bring into your house that you don't want in your house. Somebody say, take your shoes off or you come to my house. Amen. <laughs> you didn't even show me the common courtesy. 
it was courtesy, common courtesy. They would wash their feet, and they would have some anointing oil there because it was hot, the sun, and they would anoint their brow to, to soothe their skin and their head. Amen. Have you ever rubbed oil on dry skin or irritated skin and, and soothed it? Amen. It was, a, it was a common courtesy for them to, to, to give any guests in their home that, that type of care. What's the word? Hospitality. That's perfect. Somebody say hospitality. You take ality off of that, and what is it? Right, you're caring for people. I come in the door, and you didn't even give me the common courtesy of a pot of water so I could cleanse my feet. But this woman, she washed my feet with tears. She was so moved by my presence that she washed my feet. She didn't need a pot of water. She didn't have to fake it. Come on. She, she washed my feet with tears. Amen. There was a heartfelt response about my presence here. Amen. And she dried my feet with her hair. The hair of a woman is a, is a very glorious thing. Amen. It's the, they care for their hair. Somebody said we care for our hair. Amen. A lot, uh, it, it, it carries with it identification. Amen. The glory of the Lord is the, the long hair is the glory of the woman, the Bible says. Amen. It is the glory of the Lord upon her. Amen. That makes her a woman. It's something that identifies her as a woman, as one of the two creations, male and female. Come on. Created he them. It's an identification. She took that which identified her and she washed, she, she dried his feet. With her hair. Now before Sunday gets here. My girls are all washing their hair. Amen. Getting their hair all. Clean. <laughs> Amen. Imagine going to church. And using it to dry somebody's feet. How humbling. How, how humbling is that? That I'm going to use what's me to, to dry the very feet of the Lord. And she anointed my feet with oil. And you didn't even give me a little bit of anointing for my head. He tells him a story. He that one owed 500 pence, one owed 50. All right. Neither one of them could pay. Neither one of them had a way to pay. They ran out of their own substance. They didn't have the ability to make it right. Neither one of them. He's talking about Simon and this other woman. Neither one of them could pay or make it right. But the, the, the creditor, he, he forgave them both. He just said, you know what? 
Neither one of you owe me anymore. And he makes a statement. He says, which one of these would love more? Tom's like, well, that's easy. Probably the one that owed the most. Right? He said, yeah, yeah, you've answered. You've answered right. You have. You've answered right. He that is forgiven much loves much. He that, he didn't stop there. He that's been forgiven little loves little. Okay? Basically telling Simon, this is hard right here, okay? This is what the Lord said to me yesterday. I can get something out of her I can never get out of you. Come on. I can get things out of her that I could never get out. She will give me things that you wouldn't even think of giving me. Come on. She would, she would make a, 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 a provision for things for me that, that wouldn't even cross your mind. Amen. And, and in fact, you're not even in the same category of people. I can get more out of her because her ability to understand what I've done for her than out of you who don't understand why I'm even here. Come on. Come on, we've all been forgiven of sin. We were all guilty of death. We were all headed for the cross. Come on, we were all headed for eternal damnation of our souls. But Jesus stepped in the way, took our sin upon the cross, and set us free from everything that we've ever done. Why do I think that I have a right to judge somebody else? I just want to love the Lord. Come on, our sole purpose for being is to pour our love on Jesus. It's not to look at our brother and sister. Well, if you knew him the way that I know him, you wouldn't allow him in your church. No, 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 no. I know me, and that's enough. I know what God has done for me, and that's enough. I need to get my sin taken care of. I need to be broken for my sin. Come on. Stand to your feet all around the building and say, I need to be broken for my sin. I need to understand my own life. I need to have some self-awareness and understand what God has done for me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I would rather have a whole church of Mary's. I would. I would rather have a church filled with Mary's than just a bunch of Pharisees. Sometimes the Pharisees, yeah, they got more money. They might have more clout. You got to wear the nicest suits and the nicest dresses and the nicest clothes to go to that church. No, I would rather have a bunch of Marys who understood who Jesus was. Because that's a church. That's a church that God can use. Come on, that's a church where healing 
it resides. That's a church where restoration resides. Come on. That's a church where there's testimonies of the glory of God. Come on. That's a church where there's, where there's true heartfelt worship. Come on, give it to him right now. The Spirit of God's trying to move in this building. Give him some worship. Come on, if you know what he's done for you, give him some worship this morning. You're worthy of my praise. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Go ahead in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing, Lord. I speak forgiveness, mercy, God. Mercy, billows of love, waves of love, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Lord, my heart is open, God. I worship you, Lord. My heart is open, God. My heart, I'm broken for my sin, Lord. I'm broken for who I've been. I'm broken for my community, God. I'm broken for every sinner, Lord. God, for every person that's in bondage, in need of deliverance, Lord. I want to clear the path for you. And I realize the only way to do that is to worship you. Come on. It's to worship you. God, it's to worship you. If he did it for me, <laughs> oh, he can do it for you. If he did it for us, hear me church. If he did it for us, he can do it for them. In one moment with the Lord, Mary Magdalene's life was changed. Come on, she was changed completely. Total and complete deliverance. I believe one moment with the Lord can change our lives forever. How many know what I'm talking about? Come on, we got to create an atmosphere of worship. Come on, an understanding that an atmosphere of worship creates an atmosphere of the miraculous, an atmosphere of healing, and an atmosphere of forgiveness. Simon, I can get more out of Mary, who you deem as nothing, than I could ever get out of you. Because she's broken. It was the Marys that were at the cross, at the foot of the cross. <laughs> it was the only ones. As Jesus was dying on the cross, excruciating pain, suffering for the sins of the whole world. It was Mary kneeling. Lord, what can I do? Lord, what can I do? 
Lord, what can I do to make it better? What can I do, God, to ease your suffering? What can I do, Lord? God, it hurts me to see you in this much pain. What can I do? The Bible tells me that Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for the saints. It's the Marys, come on, that feel the pain. It's the Marys that feel the pain of the body of Christ. Come on, it's the Marys because Jesus is still trying to convey to people. Come on. He's still standing in the gap. He's a mediator for the sins of the whole world. But it's the Marys. Come on. Is there anybody that's still kneeling at the foot of the cross? Is there anybody this morning that just wants to do something for the Lord? I know you've done so much for me. God, I, I can't possibly ever pay it back. But what can I do? Come on. I'm kneeling at the foot of the cross. I'm desperate to help you. I'm desperate to help somebody. I'm desperate to get the news out. God, what can I do to help? That's worship. Is there anybody in here this morning that understands what the Lord has done for you? Amen. If you're that person, I want you to come down to this altar. I want you to find a place. And I want you to lift your voice unto the Lord. And I want you to give Him the adoration that He deserves. And I want you to ask Him, Lord, what can I do, God? What can I do for your body? What can I do for this community, God? What can I do for the people around me? What can I do for the Marys that are out there that are feeling condemned? What can I do, Lord, to ease the suffering of this great nation? What can I do, Lord? I'm here, Lord. I'm available, God. I'm here in worship. Come on. And while you're praying, you're clearing a path to Jesus. You're making the path clear for this community to run to the Lord. Come on, remove every obstacle, God. Remove every bit of self-righteousness from my spirit, Lord. Remove every bit of religion from my mind and from my heart, God. I pray, Lord, that there would be deliverance. God, I pray for total and complete deliverance and restoration. In the lives of your people. Lord, Is there a clear path? Is, Is there a clear path to Jesus? Or do they got to jump over obstacles to get to him? Is there a clear path? I'm broken for my sin. I'm broken for my own shortcomings. I'm broken. I don't have a right to look at anybody else and judge their life. They deserve the same mercy that I have. They deserve the same mercy. They deserve it. Come on, that's real what you're feeling this morning. Yes, 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 yes. 
Come on, pray with us right now. God is moving in this altar. He's doing miraculous things. It's a miracle that I can be broken. It's a miracle that I can be broken. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.